anytime I've come through different weight experiences, like pre-pregnancy, post-pregnancy, et cetera, I found fashion was the very thing that helped me bridge that gap of feeling good enough to be able to do those things that were good for my well-being. And why wait to have a certain sense of style and brightness and color and flair for when your body's a certain size? And and that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Your work and your showing up as who you are should be enough on its own, which is why I love seeing certain individuals who are rising in the ranks of their careers who are just like owning their style. What's up, Style Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Styled for Life podcast. It's your girl, Katie here. I'm super excited, as always, to dive into yet another episode of the Style for Life podcast. So my mission with the show, if you're new here, is to break down fashion stereotypes so that female entrepreneurs can start using their style as a self-care tool to build strong brands, but even stronger confidence. And today's guest is going to help us do just that. So I'm super excited. You guys know I talk all the time around how Our style, our clothes are the unsung hero of our personal development journey, of our self-care routines. It is the power, the medicine, the thing that we actually get to access all the time on a daily basis, right? It's something that we get to embody daily. It's an intention and a choice that we have to make no matter what, right? You have to get dressed. So, I was super excited. One of my friends, one of my Style Squad members connected me to another podcaster, and she is the self-care strategist. And I was like, ooh, I think this would be a really good, juicy conversation. So today's episode is with Sheila Batello. She's a self-care strategist, right? A business owner. She's the host of Podcast Connect with Sheila Batello. And she just created a brand new self-care app called Seasons. What I really enjoyed about my conversation with Sheila was around just that, the seasons of life. Like we go through these seasons of life and we go through seasons on a monthly basis, right? So we've talked about this on the show before, about syncing your cycle up with your style. I mean, I live this all the time. Like I was just saying today, as I'm recording this, if I could bottle up day seven energy and feel like this every day, wow. Like just that feeling you have once you come off of your period and you're like, yes, last week my life was trash. This week I'm fucking queen of everything. So our conversation was super juicy. It was around just those cycles, those cycles of life, the seasons of life. Like Maybe you're in the little kid season. I saw somebody I followed today is in their postpartum era, right? I'm in my getting ready to go to high school era, right? So every season looks a little different, right? So she's created this season self-care app that you get to go through and you get to build it around what feels good for you. But what I really love about Sheila in this conversation, one, she has a really sultry voice, which I'm a big fan of voices. I think that's a podcast thing. But she likes to focus on presence presence and pleasure. 
And I think that's something that we overlook in society all the time. That playfulness, fun, that I constantly try to infuse in my brand because I know I don't get enough of in my life. And I think pleasure falls into that same category is delaying gratification until after we do something. And we talk about that a lot in today's episode. I hear this constantly in my business when people tell me they'll work with me after they lose the weight or they'll work with me after they've accomplished this thing. And that in and of itself is a form of delayed gratification that we talk about in the episode a lot is like, Style is not the reward for being young, for losing weight, for being single, for not being a mom or any of those things. Style is a tool in your toolbox that you use every day. So either you're picking out the hammer, you're picking out the wrench, you're picking out the screwdriver, whatever it is, and it's truly up to you on which one you need that day because you have to get dressed every single day. So enough about me, enough about style. It's really about Sheila today. So like I said, Sheila is a self-care strategist. So she really breaks it down. Um, she has this cute, I said, send me over your headshot, send me over your bio, right? So that I can get you on the podcast and share and advertise it everywhere and put it on my website. And um, she sends over this bio and I'm a sucker for like quotes, but there's a quote that she put on there that she uses to run her business by. And I want to share that with you guys before I hand it over. Life is here now and we must seize it. And this means that presence and pleasure come first. Be her now, right? Like we're always becoming. And I think the one thing that we all can use in this moment is to just slow down and be there now. If you're in the, I don't know if we're in the North or the South Hemisphere, because I have some friends in Australia, but if you're on this side of the United States, it's summer, and summer is my absolute, absolute favorite season, speaking of seasons, and it's one that I never want to miss, and it's one that goes by so quick. All the seasons ultimately go by really quick, but I just invite you to be present and enjoy all the pleasure that summer really, really has to offer and to bring to you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the resources for today's episode can be found in the show notes. So whether you're looking to connect with Sheila and her offers and learn more on her app, that will be in the show notes. Whether you're looking to learn about all the different ways you can get styled or get into the private podcast, now your next photo shoot, all of those um, links and everything and resources will be in the show notes or on social media or wherever we hang out. So stay tuned. I'm handing you guys over to Sheila Patello, the self-care strategist. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, thank you for being here, and I will see you on the other side. Sheila, self-care strategist. As soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, we're friends, even though you don't know me yet. <laughs> I love that. So self-care strategist, creator of the Seasons self-care app. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Well, Katie, I am thrilled to be here and I've been really enjoying your podcast episodes because they're right up my alley for this timing in my life of just, you know, new seasons, some travel. So thinking, rethinking, how do I want to, how do I want to present myself to the world? And it's just such a fun take that you have on all of it, but it's so curated, which I love. Oh, thank you. I was just listening to your podcast this morning about healthy productivity. And I was like, is Sheila reading my mind? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, I think it's what we all want, right? We want to, we want to feel like we're making progress. We want to feel like we're making some kind of impact, whether it's big or small, depending on what our goals are. And so I think it's speak, it's kind of like going to church, right? It's like, wow, does he know what I'm talking about? Like, he's speaking <laughs> right to me. Like, this is what happens. I think it's how it is with music, mm. right? The songs that real hits are the ones that speak to our soul about what we really, really need to hear. Mm-hmm. And I, I said this, part, I don't know if I've said this on my podcast before, but I tell people all the time. I'm such a weirdo, like, cause I love podcasts. So I'm such a weirdo about people's voices. Like, even if I love someone, like I love people, but sometimes their voice doesn't translate on podcasts for me, but yours does. I was listening to it this morning and I was like, God, I just love her voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you said something I want to dive into though, before I forget, um, cause I was actually, well, I was actually, I have a lot of thoughts this morning. I had some driving to do, but you were talking about delayed gratification. And that's something I think would be super helpful for people listening to this show. Cause I hear this at least once a week, if not more, oh my God, I'd love to work with you, but I want to lose weight first. And I'm like, ah, it's chicken or egg. And like, I understand, I understand, but that is delaying. That's like in my world, that's like me saying, oh, I'll be happy when I get rich. And like, I'm going to miss my kids growing up and I'll miss all the other things. Cause you know, hopefully uh, by the time they're growing up, I'll be rich. No, but you know, I'll miss all these other amazing things in my life because I'm waiting for this day that may or may not come. Mm -hmm. And it's so baked into how we were raised because there is definitely a benefit to having an idea about delayed gratification for needing to put in a certain amount of effort in order to get an outcome. Like things don't just necessarily fall from the sky. Although I do believe when, when I look at my life, at the things that really have been needle moving actions and meaningful events and opportunities, often they've been things I did nothing for. It's kind of uncanny. I don't know if that's common for people, but I invite everyone to really look into sometimes in their life where things have come and they've seemingly come out of nowhere. It's felt very easeful. It is possible. It does happen. And then there's those things we take for granted, like, oh, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get something to eat. And if you're listening to this podcast and if you, you know, have an income coming in, like that's typically not something that is a struggle, you know, okay, well, there's food for me, right? Certainly we understand and we have compassion and hopefully help those who aren't in that position, but there's certain things that just we're so used to having at our fingertips that we, we don't think about that, you know, anything is possible. There is everything right here in terms of delaying gratification, the negative side of it, like what you're talking about, it's so poignant because we can feel like it's kind of like this time when I was, I think I was 10 and my father's friend was wanting to uh, get his house cleaned. And they thought, oh, wouldn't this be fun to give Sheila a job? Like, you know, she'll come and clean the house. So I was so happy to get some extra cash over top of my babysitting money. (laughs) And I went and the house was impeccable. So I'm like, what am I even doing here? And then the the guy told me, well, my wife, my wife kind of cleaned the house before you came. And I'm like, but what? Right. It's like, 
okay, I'll get a house cleaner when my house looks good enough for someone to come and look. It's like, no, 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 no. Right. So we get it backwards sometimes and we realize that we can go faster for further faster when we have the help of someone. Mm-hmm. And so this idea about, oh, I'll lose weight and then I'm going to get some assistance with style. Well, I'm here to tell you, anytime I've come through different weight experiences, like pre-pregnancy, post-pregnancy, et cetera, I found fashion was the very thing that helped me bridge that gap of feeling good yeah. enough to be able to do those things that were good for my well-being. And why wait to have a certain sense of style and brightness and color and flair for when your body's a certain size. And, and that's a whole other conversation. I have a whole other podcast. Many thoughts about it because let's face it, like you are here now, your body is a freaking miracle. It's doing all of these things without you even trying. And it's gotten you this far. Like, let's just take a moment right now and breathe in a deep breath of gratitude for our body being here in this moment, our heart beating, um, our mind working, our ears being able to hear this podcast if we're listening, our eyes reading a transcript if that's what we're doing, our bodies are miracles. And so when we step into that, then we think about what do I want this miraculous body of mine to look like? And tr- how do I want to adorn it? Yes, that's and then everything the word in my mind. Takes care of its adorning. Like this is something that we've been we've been so um disconnected from some of this terminology that's really old school. You know, I think back to like really old texts and you would hear words like adorn and embellish and you know, all of these beautiful like used in the proper context, these words that are connected to beauty and as women, female identifying people who may be listening to this podcast, who are wanting to look at their sense of style, and then they're wanting to have a successful life too, very often it can be disconnected from that. You think, no, 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 I have to look this polished way, like nondescript to really make this success. I can't shine and be flashy and all of that. Like that's, it's just not possible because I won't be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. When in fact, your work and your showing up as who you are should be enough on its own, which is why I love seeing certain individuals who are rising in the ranks of their careers, who are just like owning their style and shining. And I just love it so much. It's so, I find it very inspirational for me because it's something that this has been a journey that I've been on, you know, came into the business world wearing shoulder pads, right? It was was a while ago. (laughs) And so- Right. We've been trying to figure it out ever since. (laughs) So I'm so happy to be here chatting with you about this. Oh, that's so great. I was just thinking about that. I was listening to that healthy productivity podcast of yours this morning. And because I constantly flip back and forth and I definitely talk about this too, between like the all or nothing mentality or like, oh, I'll relax when everything's done. And I'm a action taker to a fault. Like I have to make myself stop and slow down. And I was like, yes, I so resonate with the delayed gratification. And I've been thinking about that because like two people this week have said that to me. And I get mixed emotions every time. Um, I hear it a lot. And I'm just like, oh, but, and I'm on my own weight journey. Like, so I know the power of it. Like, this is, I'm at my heaviest. I've been here before, but this is like my heaviest. 
But it's so radically different than it was the last time I was here because I am dressing this body and I know this body and I can see where I'm holding myself back and where I'm like making choices that aren't as supportive as they should be. And it feels so different. And so I was really listening to that and I was like, man, the delayed gratification really hit because, and I might even be attracting that because I am on this journey myself. And I was just like, man, it's so true. Um, we, I, I don't do that with clothes. I just do it with lots of other things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Katie, it's so valuable that you have that understanding. Like you have that awareness of where you're at. And I think it's a real gift that it's something you're on a journey with and that others are coming into your sphere to talk about it and address it. So you can, everyone can feel like you're moving through it together. Yes. And Yes, it, it is really a journey, the whole delayed gratification thing. It's there's a whole lot of old programming. Um, our nervous system doesn't really get it because really, like all or nothing thinking, like either or, right? I'll be happy when like that's a trauma response from maybe our past, maybe something we witnessed, maybe something that's not even ours that could be ancestral trauma. And so when we're thinking about, you know, approaching things differently. The, the thing to also understand, especially when you're talking about weight loss, like my my background is in wellness. I'm a certified integrated nutrition health coach. So I know all the dietary theories. There's probably more coming. I don't know about yet, but there are always <laughs> more. And really what happens is we can put ourselves into these boxes and try and get really clinical and try and get really pragmatic when often even doing those things, like while some of them could be super healthy and being conscious, it's wonderful. We can create an even more intense stress response. And I will tell you that when you have raised cortisol levels, your body's not going to be releasing extra mm-hmm. weight. Like it's not, it's just, it's it's in fight or flight mode, right? So your body's like, okay, I don't know. When are we going to be able to eat again? We have to just stay here. And so when you are relaxed, when you are in your joy and pleasure, your body gets a chance to just flow and you'll be amazed at what will happen when you start, you know, adorning yourself in a way that feels good. You'll start to maybe elevate the type and quality of food that you're eating. You may want to feel more hydrated. You may want to put spritzes of lime and lemon in your water. And it really does a beautiful detoxification for your body. Like the choices you make when you feel like a million bucks are million dollar decisions. Yes. And so that impacts what your body is going to do. That's going to impact the response your body has. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's very true. I think that's why I can talk about it really openly because I've really been conscious about all those little decisions. And, um, I was thinking about you a lot, obviously this morning, when I was, like I told you a little bit before um, we started, I was like, it's raining. It's like hurricane season, tropical storm all week long here. Period started. The kids are going to the dentist and all my moms, I'm sure can understand that one. Like I have one that doesn't mind the dentist and I have one that I don't think will ever. <laughs> and I don't know anything more stressful than taking a child to the dentist that hates going to the dentist. And my thought, right? Like it's raining. It's gross outside. I don't feel my best. She's scared, uh, nervous and scared. And I was like, oh, I want to put on the, you know, sweatpants, the like just all the things. And I was like, no, 
I am going to wear something that makes me feel like a million dollars because I still have to support her and the dentist. I'm still going to be talking to Sheila later today. I still have other client things and I want those things. Like this is the life that I want just because it's raining and just because she's scared to go to the dentist. Like how am I going to navigate that? And I was like, what would the self-care strategist tell me to do in this moment? (laughs) Oh, and you know, you really, you really got it. Like, I feel like intuitively you knew what would make you feel good and doing those things. Like I've, I found that myself too, where when you need to show up, yes, you can do those things to make yourself feel good. Because the flip side of that is, hey, I'm all for canceling what you can cancel and curling back up in bed because rest is like a beautiful thing. And it is, it's our body is often calling for it. And I know we live in the, this world where there's certain things, maybe it's just too inconvenient. It's like weighing, do I want to cancel the dentist and then have it come back? Do I want to cancel this episode or just like what, which one feels better? And you always have those options available to you. So I think knowing that, that actually gives you a bit of a boost to begin with knowing, Hey, I actually do have a choice whether or not you're working for yourself or someone else. You always have a choice right? Sick days are there. Personal days are there for a reason. And we need to take them as needed. But the other thing is we do really need to show up. Something that I found really helps me is in addition to like, you know, getting yourself spritzed up (laughs) is taking it slow, you know, having those slow moments, walking slower to the car, um, taking some time to just breathe, making sure you're hydrated, Um, putting on like your most joyful, like, you know, encouraging soulful music, whatever makes you feel good, like surrounding yourself with the things that are comforts, if you can take them with you. And then what you're doing is you're giving yourself this beautiful cushion during this time where it's a little bit more challenging. And what's really awesome is when your kiddos are around, they're watching that and Mm. they're witnessing it and saying, huh, okay. So I don't have to push through like a maniac and pretend pretend like you're being honest about, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And here's what I've chosen. Like you've made a choice and there is another option. So letting our littles know that these are things it's so powerful. I had two boys, they're, they're teenagers, 15, 17. And, um, ironically the younger one, Oh, he gets his braces off soon. He, I believe for years had PTSD from the dentist, from an experience with an extraction. So I feel your pain and it can get better. (laughs) Just holding you in my heart here. Thank you, Sheila. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. But these boys, from the time they were very little, I was always so open about where I was at Mm -hmm. and how I was feeling. And I would know, I was like, guys, I'm day one, day one of the cycle. It's not you, it's me. If something's (laughs) off color, right? And I let them know. And to the point where they're very... um, they're just very loving and kind. You know, they understand. I'm like, you're going to need to understand this for any of the women who are in your life, whether or not you're single or partnered, there's women in the world. And so they have some grace on the women in their lives, the young women in their lives too. And they all look at, come and ask if they can help, you know, what can I help with mom? And it's just like, wow. Right. It is possible, but it's because I opened up the conversation And they realize it's just part of this life we're living. And it's a beautiful thing because without it, I mean, humanity doesn't exist, right? So I think you're doing amazing. I think it's just have the, 
have the understanding that you get to choose at any moment and don't feel like you have to conform to the way maybe the women in your life did before um, or be a martyr or tough it out. Like you get to know what your limits are. You get to create those boundaries. That was amazing. Um, I love what you said about that. Cause I had, I had, all, I had the roller coaster. I went through the whole, all the thoughts <laughs> and I love it. You, yeah. you get to choose like, should I reschedule this? Do I not reschedule this? What can I? And I was really, this is just a really, it's a really good day, a really good, bad day. Right. You, it, I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, so I'm going to consciously choose these three things that I'm going to do. And then I'm going to release the yeah. other things. Like, cause these are things I know, like, I don't just want to be in bed all day. Like, but I would like to pull back a little bit. And I was like, as soon as you said, close your eyes and take a deep breath. I was like, yep. I knew I wanted to get on this podcast with her. <laughs> and like, I kind of <laughs> like what things to do, but I love what you said about communicating about where you're at in your cycle. Cause that's something that I've been, I have one of each, a boy and a girl. And I've done that with most of my whole family. I'm like, just let's be honest. This is where we're at. Because well, for me, that is part of my like childhood of like, we didn't talk about it. And I hated not talking about it. And I was the oldest and the oldest girl. So then when I started my period, I had no idea really what was happening. So that's something like, and things have changed. I do think like family conversations and things like that have changed, but that helps out a ton because then everyone is so much more helpful. So I'm going to switch gears just a little bit, kind of. And I I don't think it's really switching gears. I think we're really staying on track. But as the self-care strategist, one, I forgot to completely, um, I wanted to get you to like, Tell me what that is for anyone who I'm obsessed with alliteration and I just love um, self-care strategies because it feels like yin and yang. Like I love the blend of how those two things feel together. So I wanted to talk about like a little bit what that means to you. And then I wanted to circle back around to the clients that you work with and that you serve. Is there an underlying linchpin to all of this, to the delayed gratification, to the healthy productivity to just life in general as we are right now that you want to touch on that you feel like this is the sweet spot and this is the thing I just really want women to know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. So as a self-care strategist, something came to be after many years in wellness. I've had a wellness business since 1994 with my husband. and, And that's when I really got launched into this whole world of understanding our bodies are just so incredibly magical. And when you give them what they need, they thrive. Mm -hmm. And conversely, when you are not listening to your body, when you are just (laughs) doing what is expected of you, like things happen and it's not always the good stuff. Right. And so, um, my journey entering into self-care though, really came about when my sister, uh, passed away. She had been um, diagnosed with a sarcoma cancer diagnosis um, back in 2013. And it was like literally six weeks from the time the mm. diagnosis came in to when she passed. Mm. And it was a gut-wrenching experience. And I was grateful for the type of business that I had that I could be there with her for that period of time. She lived uh, six hours away from me and my family was there with me as well. And as I was witnessing her experience and talking with her about you know, what would she do differently? Because honestly, like I look at it, it's like, it's like a fluke. You know what I mean? Like, really? She was 42. What? And I think these things happen a lot, but I think there's so much going on under the surface that often we can avoid 
or just delay looking at because we're so busy in our careers, raising our kids, being good members of society, helping others, being selfless. And so because of that, it made me take a deeper look at the work I was doing and the other women in my midst. And I was seeing other telltale signs of similar things happening. And so I said, no, self-care. Like we really do need to start with ourselves in order to be all that we want to be and to serve our families, our loves, our world in the way we want to, and to really dive into our purpose. How do we actually access our purpose if we're not connected to ourselves, And if we're constantly letting ourselves down mm. by not getting the rest, getting the nutrition, getting the exercise, like thinking, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Later never comes, <laughs> right? Later never comes until maybe our body is shouting loud enough at us that, huh, you need to listen. So it was a really horrible experience, obviously. Um, and yet I can say with so much gratitude, we had such a great relationship that it was like closing the loop on something that was really beautiful, just far too soon. Mm-hmm. But we had nothing left unsaid and it brought the rest of my family together even more. Um, and so it really opened up a lot of conversations with my, my family as well, my kids, And, uh, the type of women that, um, I work with now, like, so this whole strategy came to be in a sense of looking at going out and creating whatever kind of purposeful dream you have, whether it is in the home or you're building a business. I mean, I deal with a lot of women who are business owners, people who are climbing the corporate ladder, who have some big dreams and they're often struggling with is it okay for me to have big dreams? Mm -hmm. Because everybody else needs a piece of me, right? How do I do it all? And I'm like, well, hey, we can do stuff when we have a strategy. When it's just floating around in our minds, we can't. And again, it doesn't have to be either or. Like I can be successful or I can be healthy. I can have a very lucrative business or I can spend time with my family. Like, no, you can have it all as you start with caring for yourself first, it really is possible. I do believe in seasons of life, which is why I named my self-care app, the seasons self-care app, because self-care and success in your life is going to look different when you're single to when you just got married to when you have kiddos to, if you're working on a doctorate, writing a book, launching a business, like it's going to look different. And so as a result, what I do with my strategies is sit with people and personalize what does it look like for you? What is your ultimate goal? What are your sticking points with your well-being? And how can we match them up in a way that really works for you where you're at right now in your life? And the app goes into, there's a, a self-care primer in there that talks about all of these things. And it does include beautiful things like moon cycles and menstrual cycles Ooh, for that. the women in our midst. Um, so it allows us to really thrive on our own timing. I love that. I was going to ask you, I was like, I want to talk about this app. Um, so I have a question for you. If there is, I feel like a lot of the women that are hanging out with me in the style squad or around me are business owners, moms, late thirties, early forties, Pro, early, I would say early business owners in that like two to five year business owner phase where I personally think scary as hell, right? Like I was in corporate for 20 years, okay? So the first five years were scary. (laughs) Um, 
Is there like a strategy or a piece of advice that you'd like to share here for like that woman that's listening? Like, just do this. Like, what's look, what does putting your well being first kind of look like for that woman? Mm, yeah. And again, there's, there's like a, a process that I have people follow, but ultimately, I think the place to begin is with what your desire is and really getting present to it. And so the first place to begin is with you and turning off all of the voices around you of expectations, of even the voices of yourself that are, you know, saying maybe not so nice things about, well, you should have done this. You should have done that. If only you'd done this, da, da, da. It's like, no, here you are present day, present age. You are here. You're a miracle. What is your deepest desire? And spending time, literally five to 15 minutes to just sit with that, breathe into it and maybe see what comes up for you. You are going to know what you need to do. Mm -hmm. You may find this when you're working with clients, right? They come to you with questions and as they're asking the question, they have answered it. (laughs) So, so often we know the answers, but what we're really looking for is validation Mm -hmm. that we're worthy of the thing we want. So get quiet with yourself and know that you are worthy of your desire because if that desire was not here, it would not be yours. It was planted there. Mm, I so love start that with you. Said that every every person over fifty women that I've worked with so far, they know what they like, and most of them know what looks good on them. They just want someone, especially if they've gone through a life transition of like having a kid or starting a business or leaving a career or leaving a spouse. They just want someone else to tell them like, yes, that looks good on you or like what colors look good on them. And of course, there's always way we can grow and like everyone has blind spots and things are easier for other people than some people. But intuitively, every single woman I've worked with, she knows. She just, mm-hmm. we, you, I, like you, sometimes you just need someone to be like, yes, I love that you said that. And I love that you, uh, the worthiness I feel like is, an underlying conversation that comes up for me all the time, whether it's business, life, just, you know, business friends, business colleagues that have become friends and we're up-leveling in our businesses or parenting, like whatever it is, it's, am I good enough? Am I doing enough? It feels like it's the enough conversation, which then brings you back. (laughs) So that is really, it's the whole patriarchal system that we've been in for so long. And so we come by it mm-hmm. so naturally and shout out to all my amazing, beautiful men in the world who get it too. They also are impacted by it. There mm-hmm. is this, such a thing as the wounded masculine, like it's patriarchy's messed with all of us. And so it is, that's, that's why getting quiet is so important because you you get a reconnection to who you really are. Like as women, the feminine nature that we have, it is divinely intuitive. Yes. Like that is, that is so feminine, right? That's such a feminine quality. And then the masculine quality, which we all have feminine masculine in us, the masculine quality is like the structure and the analytics and the, you know, thinking linear, da, da, da. And so all of us need to start accessing that intuition, like men, women, everyone. 
um, it is so deeply, uniquely us as human beings. Like it's the, it's the one thing that like animals have instinct, but we have intuition. Mm. It's like a whole other level. And Mm. so tapping into that for our guidance is so important. And then, Hey, like these wonderful women in your stock squad, like they're doing the right thing because they're with others who are on a similar journey and having that sense of community is so empowering because you're reminding each other of who you really are and of your worth and that, yeah, it's okay to want to look real chic and luscious and colorful and playful. And I think a lot of the challenge with people coming to you also of saying, well, I know what I like, but it's that, but right. But how will it look to others? How will I be perceived? Is it okay? Like the rules that are out there in our careers, businesses, families. Well, you know what? We get to change those. We have to create our own rules. We're not hurting anyone. We just want to look fine. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. And I always tell people, I'm like, just blame it on me. <laughs> if somebody says something, yeah. just blame it on me. <laughs> Say, I know. I don't know what she was thinking when she told me to do this. I got to stop listening to other people. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's so good. Yeah, but out. Oh, so juicy. Um, what's your favorite way to work on or to build your intuition muscle? Oh, okay. Honestly, it's been a year and a half. Like there's always been different ways. Like, so journaling was one way, like prayer and journaling are kind of my thing. Right. Um, but honestly being in nature, standing barefoot on the grass under my tree. And if it's winter and it's freezing cold here in Toronto, then I would be in boots, but I'd be leaning against a tree. Mm -hmm. I would be like just in nature, steeped in nature and listening to either it's just the the whistling wind or the birds. And I just find that in those moments, I access so much intuition because I'm connected to everything that is, right? Our screens are fabulous because they connect us in this way. We can really information. There's so much goodness to it. And we really do need to disconnect from it in mm-hmm. order to reconnect with ourselves and reconnect with divine creation that is around us. And, you know, even if you're not someone who's like constantly scrolling on the socials, cause man, it can get fun on there. Um, even just our actual practical work is often around screens if we're doing any kind of business. So disconnecting from that is so powerful so, and it, it'll reconnect your intuition. Um, I have the chills cause this morning, you know, I was talking about like the tropical storm type weather. So it's really windy. And we had the windows downstairs and upstairs when I was getting dressed and I was trying to like go through my, how am I going to serve myself today? I had the windows open because it sounded so cool. Cause it was so windy and it was just like swirling. And I was like, ah, and you were in my mind. So look at us. We we're all connected today. I love a good rain shower and thunder and lightning. Now I've not been in a hurricane. Like I've never, I'm like kind of freaks me out. Maybe it's just the word or maybe I saw this twister. Was that a hurricane or is that a tornado? That's a tornado. tornado. Uh, I saw the movie (laughs) and it freaked me out. Helen Hunt freaked me out. And, um, (laughs) but yeah, being in a storm of some kind and, and just like witnessing it that you feel the raw energy. Like we are all energy. Nature is all energy. And it's like, we're commingling. And it makes you realize that everything in your life that you're experiencing, no matter how majorly significant, like 
you know, we've all had a certain level of loss, stress, like you may be going through something right now that is beyond you and you feel like, how am I going to get through? And when you're in this storm, witnessing it, like you realize, like we really all are one, like the chaos, it's part of nature, but then it resolves somehow things work out, things work out. And I think really all of that does connect with our sense of our mortality as well. Knowing that, like I always taught my kids this too, and we talk about it. It's like, well, life, life is filled with just a variety of things. And we know that life does not last forever in this form on this earth. So how are we going to use our time now? And having that understanding helps us approach the things that we're facing with a lot more um, purpose and maybe grace on ourselves as well, knowing that we're all on this journey together. Yes. So, so much more so than I think than we, I don't want to say give ourselves credit for, but then, then we realize, um, and that's been one of my biggest eye opening in the last three to four years. It's like, wow. Like if I feel this way, so many people feel this way, but I remember being younger, like when I had my first kid and just thought I was literally the only person that was miserable up in the middle of the night with a kid that wouldn't breastfeed. <laughs> and, and I isolation was like the number one thing that came up for me. Let's talk about, I would love to talk about your app a little bit. Um, what it is, the best way to use it. I've downloaded it. I'm excited to dive in. And I just think it's a really cool concept. Um, so I definitely would like to get this out to anyone that's listening and how it could be helpful for them too. Oh, thank you so much. And I just want to say, as you're speaking, it's so wild, like that you shared with me where you're at today, because you are glowing. You look so like just vibrant. So it's amazing, right? What can happen? And I think something about connection is a big part of it too, Mm -hmm. right? When we connect, everything starts firing. Um, And so with the app, there is free content on there for people to start with the cyclical self-care primer. There's a guide in there. There's a guided meditation, and it really just helps you tune into where are you at right now and helps you identify what your beautiful self-care practices can be based on where you're at in the season of life you're in, the energetic cycle you may be in in your life, if you're during a really busy time or if it's a slow time, the seasons um, surrounding us that we may be in. Like right now, I'm like entering into summer here in Toronto. Um, So that's the beginning part of it. There are also a collection of recordings from various um, podcasts that I've had that are around self-care. So if you like this conversation, there's many more of those. They're usually pretty short between five and 20 minutes. And then there's also new content continually starting to be added now. Um, There will be um, a $9.99 a month option that includes reminders and habit tracking and journaling and ways for you to really track and expand your self-care practice, holding yourself accountable. And then there is the Seasons Collective, which is the membership that is in beta launch right now that will be coming onto the app uh, in the coming months. And it is going to be something where I show up and I do live coaching. I share live insights and I will be doing guided meditation. So be added content in there as well. And all of that is going to be leading to a mastermind that I'm planning on putting together in the fall for a small group of women who want to go 
even deeper. Um, and so with the membership, the Seasons Collective, they'll have access to all of the other programs that are on there. Um, there's new programs being added now that you can also purchase one off. Um, and when you have the $9.99 version of the app, you can get 10% off of that as well as off of the wellness products that I recommend. So it's really robust. Um, it's catered to wherever you may be at so that like the whole, the whole design of it is teaching you and equipping you to make an impact without burning out. It almost sounds like a choose your own adventure. Like this is where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I love yeah. that so much. Um, Cause it is like when you, it is so relevant to like seasons of life and where you're at and where you're going. And I always tell people, I feel like every six months, like if you like is when you can see the confident muscle, like get a little bit bigger. Um, if you're starting something new and I'm always like, okay, so you might feel like you're really struggling here right now, but like in six months, it's going to feel so much better. And I know six months sounds so far away, but it's really not like it goes by so quick. <laughs> Um, it really does. So I love that you position it as seasons because I think that's so freaking relevant. And I mean, that may just be from like having kids who are like 10 and 14. And I feel like they're constantly going through that all the time of just like that rapid growth phase of um, growing up. I mean, I think that's for everyone really. That's so cool. I love it. I love that you've turned it into an app. It's super accessible. That's one thing I really like about your content is it's really digestible. It's like short, it's to the point and it hit, it jumps right in. And I'm like, oh man, I could binge these mini episodes or just listen to one because I am, um, you know, trying to, cause I think that the thing with self-care and I'm sh- sure that someone um, resonates with this is like what you're talking about, the healthy productivity it's almost mm-hmm. like the self-care becomes like part of another, you think you're relaxing, but you're not relaxing because now you're really personal developing. Like I've had, I've gone through that for sure. I'm like, I'm going to relax and read this book about why I have no self-compassion. <laughs> That's not relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> that is so important. This is the whole thing. I always say, so like, you know, I was saying, start with getting present and deciding what is it for you. You're going to come up with one thing. And you start with the one thing. I think I have an episode called that, the one thing. Start with one because one is doable. And the the really amazing thing is if you can pick one thing that then will elevate everything else, that's where you start. And when that is a habit, then you can look to add other things. And frankly, what I love doing the most is removing things from people's plate. Yes. Like what I did recently, personally, I love like different wellness practices and things. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do that? And I'm going to do that. So I look at how do you merge them so it takes less time, it's high value, and how do you purge some things so it's merge and purge? What are those things you want to purge that just don't need to be part of your cycle? Or do you do them in a different season? You know, so that it's like changing the throw pillows or putting on the comforter and, you know, putting on the fresh sheets, like you get to change it up. It doesn't have to look the same all the time because we are like, we're cyclical creatures. We work in seasons. We like change, little changes, like change can feel scary, but certain changes we really, really want. And so we can do that for ourselves and not overload our schedule with it. 
Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like, it's like sometimes that day-to-day mundane. And you're like, okay, something this needs to change. I don't need my job to change or like the big thing. I just need this little day-to-day stuff to change. Like a different water bottle or, you know, I'm going to say a different lipstick color. (laughs) That's right. A different electrolyte beverage. Yes, I know. I have mine right here. Sometimes it's pink. Sometimes it's blue. (laughs) (laughs) that's so good everything you've said so many things um that have been so amazing so I want to put a pretty bow on it but before we put the bow on it is there anything that was on your heart this morning that you wanted to share before we um did a do oh wow let's see there's always especially the morning when I'm meditating it's when everything really comes up and I feel like What comes up for me and what came up this morning was this feeling of knowing that there's so much more that we are capable of than we give ourselves credit for. And something sometimes holds us back from moving into that. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say, like, as I do it to myself too, I want to just offer an invitation to everyone listening to really look at what is that thing that you've been holding back on and whether it is like maybe doing something that's really, really nourishing for you, but it feels so decadent that what will people think, but you just really, it won't bother you. You just need to do it. Or what kind of style do you want to step into that has felt a little risque, but it won't leave you alone? Like do it. I just invite you to do it and see what happens because once you do like all the other elements of your life start to seem more achievable and frankly, more enjoyable. You get to have pleasure now. You don't need to wait for it. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much. Outside of the Seasons app, uh, where can people find you, your podcast, your Instagram, all of the things? Mm, Well, I'm everywhere on the socials, uh, Sheila A. Batello. S-H-E-I-L-A-A Botello. And you'll you'll find me when you look. Um, and SheilaBotello.com is really the best way to connect with me as well. Um, but yeah, Instagram, website, I'm I'm kind of everywhere. <laughs> and you'll see me. The name of your podcast. And I invite you to come say hi. Yes. What's that? Oh, yes. And of course, oh my goodness. Yes, the podcast, which you can access from the website, but connect with Sheila Batello as well. So typically at this point now, when you type in connect with S, I think I'm the first choice. Because <laughs> connect, you, you know, it's a word people like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love to hear from you and hear what's, what's shaken in your life and what, what ways you're really going to just step into honoring your soul's calling. Yes. So good. Thank you so much, Sheila, for spending your time on the podcast today and for connecting. It was so good. Thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Katie. Thank you.